All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. Connor Brown, Connor Brown, let's go, Liam. It's our boy. We did it. We willed this to existence. (laughs) I was going to say, I feel like we played a a massive role in this decision for Connor Brown. If it wasn't for us manifesting it for the last year, my meme can pretty much become a thing now too, which will be coming out shortly after the show, people. We've waited one whole year for this. And we're here and we got to keep Fogel this time. I just, <laughs> God, there's so many people to thank. I mean, my parents, obviously. Yep, mine, too, one. mine too. I want to thank God for putting us in the position to be able to I, will Connor Brown into existence. And Jesus. Yeah. And Jesus. Yep. Connor Brown's agent for somehow convincing him not to take like a guaranteed $12 million yep. in another city and live in Edmonton for a uh, year. Mick Jesus. Yeah. Mick Jesus himself. himself. Yep. Uh, Connor Brown's an Edmonton Oiler. Uh, I haven't been this excited about a 97 shooter <laughs> since Ty Ratty got into the mix. That was big. I can't believe Connor Brown didn't get Ryan Reeves money though. <laughs> That's actually so funny. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, what a day. No. What a day to start on NHL free agency. Welcome into Oilers Nation every day. As always, live from the Sports Closet Studio. Get those Connor Brown jerseys on the shelf. Is he gonna wear number 28? Probably. Probably. What about um we had this discussion in the office, even though he's not an Edmonton Oiler, but Matt Nieto. He was going to wear 83. Do you think he would have had to call Matt Benning to get permission to do that? 
Ah, man, the Matt and Yeto era in Edmonton. Uh, no, special, we don't special. Need we don't need to do that. Uh, uh, we are live on the Oilers Nation at YouTube where Klim is him is in with the first comments. And Connor Brown, you are an Edmonton Oiler. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes the sting of Klim Costin. It, it lessens it a bit knowing we got Connor Brown for $775,000 next year. That is a crazy, crazy contract. And I know the bonuses are in there and everything, but what a, what a great day for Ken Holland. Because we thought it would probably be around one and a half ish, I think. Yeah, seven hundred seventy-five. More like when Walland. All I'm seeing is dubs from the boy <laughs> <Yeah>. Kenny. <laughs> dubs up. Uh, it is Oodle Noodle trade deadline day today on the show. I think they're up to fourteen locations in the Edmonton area. And the rest of the content crew outside is crushing their oodle noodle. You might be like, guys, these are just props. No, these are not props. They actually gave us our food already, but we obviously can't like eat on the air. Oh, you're getting into it a little bit. What do you call these again? I believe this is, is this cabbage? No, that's not cabbage. That's a bean sprout. That's what it is. I don't know. Suck them back. <laughs> oh man, I've been on the air for way too long consecutively. Uh, yeah, welcome into the show. Today's show brought to you by Oodle Noodle. Uh, we're going to sit and smell that throughout the rest of the live stream. We are starting the show with a bang. Our NHL insider, Frank Saravalli, whose appearances are always brought to you by Star Mechanical and StarMechanical.ca. Frank, we called them Wen Walland because it's just dubs from Kenny. Uh, what do you make of the Oilers getting Connor Brown on that deal? Yeah, there was a lot of competition there. Um, I would call that a grand slam upper deck home run. Mm. There was a lot of talk about Connor Brown heading in and it, it just for it to come to fruition, a lot of things had to happen. Like he had to see what else was out there to be sure. Um, had a sense that the market was really strong and like, as you guys, where's your post-it note in the office? How many days until Connor Brown? Like, it's over now. But I got to tell you, like, heading into last night and this morning, there was some real doubt as to whether they'd be able to pull it off. And it wasn't one of those, like, oh, man, let's make sure we're not tampering and keep the story down. Even as, you know, 1235 passed and there was a report out there saying that the Oilers were getting Connor Brown, I was told that still wasn't accurate at that moment in time. The sway of him playing with Connor McDavid was enormous, uh, or at least being on the same team. And then also just the bonus structure allowed him to at least, um, you know, get a pretty decent payday for a guy coming off of an ACL injury. Yeah, an interesting bet for Connor Brown. And it says something about maybe where this Oilers team is at that, you know, he probably left some serious money on the table here, Frank, to to take his shot playing next to 97 or 29. Yeah. So Connor McDavid at the NHL awards said that Daryl Cates has made Edmonton a destination in the NHL. And that was just Connor McDavid playing nice and humble because Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl have made Edmonton a destination in the NHL with all due respect to Rogers place and and how beautiful things are there. It is player driven, a chance to win and a team that is squarely in the mix for a Stanley cup. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I actually, I wanted to ask you about the Nashville predators, Frank, it, Kind of weird the last few days for them, like selling off, obviously, buying out Duchesne, Ryan Johansson, then they go and get Ryan O'Reilly and Gustav Nyquist. Like, what do the Nashville Predators want to be next season? They want to be competitive. They want to be hard to play against. 
They have some nice high-end pieces in Roman Yossi and UC Soros. And they want a collection of, of people made of character. You know, yeah. that's one thing that I kept saying, if you read between the lines, Barry Trotz wanted to redo the Preds culture. He wanted to get back to the quote predators way. He understood it, but that meant saying goodbye to Ryan Johansson and saying goodbye to Matt Duchesne. They keep Philip Forsberg around, of course. And then now add Ryan O'Reilly, Luke Shen, um, Gustav Nyquist, a big day for Nashville. Um, and spent a lot because they could and had the flexibility to do so on the cap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, just sorry, circling back to the Oilers, uh, they made a couple of other smaller sort of under the radar moves. Mm -hmm. Lane Peterson gets a two year deal, 775K, I believe there. Drake Kajula is going to be coming back to E-Town as well. Uh, solid depth ads, Frank. Uh, is it fair to say that this is it for Ken Holland? Or do you think he's trying to do maybe something else in the Peterson Kajula range? No, I was, look, they've basically exceeded some of their allowable cap. I think they kind of were ballparking somewhere in the neighborhood of $2 million to spend on two players. And obviously with the Brown deal, they're essentially kicking some of that down the road and are going to have to apply some of it to next year's cap. So whatever Brown gets in bonuses above what the Oilers have available at the end of the season is going to carry as an overage heading into the following year. So if you're thinking about the cap increasing to 87 and a half next year, you know, the following year, the Oilers will have been, you know, eating a chunk of that already yeah. in the Brown signing. And that's just the way it works. That's okay. I would ballpark Evan Bouchard in the two years times $3.75 million range. And I would put McLeod in the two years times $2 million range or 2.5, somewhere in that neighborhood. And if you kind of plug all those things in, they might have 500,000 bucks or a million left to spend, depending on how the roster breaks. If you send Peterson, you know, if you want to, or send someone else down to the AHL to start the year and have them go through waivers, they can. Um, but they're, they're, they got a lot of shopping done today, and that's kind of all they could afford. Yeah. Uh, Frank, I know you got news to break and all of that, so we really appreciate you giving us some insight here on the Edmonton Oilers, and you get back to doing what you do best, and that's slamming out signings before anyone else. Thanks for hopping on. Yep, trying to do so, and uh, happy to be with you guys all year. And sorry we didn't get you any oodle noodle as well. <laughs> Maybe next year. <laughs> All right, there you go. There goes Frank Saravalli, our NHL insider. Uh, yeah, sorry, Frankie. No, no oodle noodle down in Philly. Maybe that's why Connor Brown signed. Maybe he was like, "Hey, well, hey, Calgary only has one." Yeah, we so have. You wouldn't sign there. Thirteen, fourteen. You yeah, said? somewhere in that range. Uh, just looking at the Oilers cap situation. Let's digest what Frank mm -hmm. just said there a little bit. Three point seven five for Bouchard. Yep. Two million for McLeod. Those are his like that's his range, right? He's not breaking news with that. Don't take that and run with it. Oilers alert. You DM me before you tweet anything. <laughs> um, but let's say that does happen. 5.75 for those two. I'm looking at their cap friendly right now. It says they have 5.6, but that's with Nima Linen on the roster. He yeah, won't be. No. So basically, if Nima Linen goes down and it is 5.75 for Bouchard and McLeod, you're then sitting there with about five hundred thousand dollars in cap space. That's actually 
probably an okay spot to be if you're Ken Holland. One, yeah. you're getting close. And I, I think you need to bring Bouchard. If you could bring Bouchard down enough to fit Lavoie on this roster, then you're golden, right? I think that's probably the goal. That's kind of what I was thinking too, is like, where does Lavoie fit into this equation? Obviously, kind of proved himself to be yeah. at least a, a, tri- a quadruple A player. That, that was cool. really loud thunder outside that our really office. Loud. Oh boy, oh boy. Connor Brown's here. Connor Brown coming in with a bang. (laughs) I don't know if you all heard that on the air, but that was like super loud. Oh, that's a good one. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Um, (laughs) You want to get Bouchard down enough to fit Lavoie in? Yeah. And I, I mean, if, if, if 375 is probably the max, right? They would pay him. Yeah. Yeah. If you just get that, if you can get that's a 3.3, I think you're in a good ball range for Evan Bouchard. But I mean, like you said, like a great day for Ken Holland. So far from what we know, Drake Kajula, probably a pretty good replacement in the Yamamoto department in the sense of like a guy who's going to work very hard for you, can contribute to an extent in the bottom six, probably not as well as he did when he scored 13 goals for the Oilers before yeah. they traded him. But I like bringing back Kajula, Lane Patterson, a guy who probably fills out that fourth line center spot, right? Yeah, probably just kind of taking a look at things. Right shot. Check, right? We yep. we did discuss a guy like Benino. I was like, no, we don't want a left shot. You want someone who can take draws on that other side of the ice. The offense isn't there with Lane Peterson. No. Four goals in 71 career games, but at 25 years old, listen, 775K with an organization that doesn't hesitate to go 11 and 7. Yanmark, Holloway, Ryan at times could all slide to the center ice position. Mm-hmm. This is a low risk bet by Ken Holland. I don't think Lane Peterson is going to pop off and score you 15 goals is your four C next year. I don't think Lane Peterson plays more than 70 games as an oiler, right? Like, yeah, but this is good depth and it's cheap depth. And with the second year, if it hits, you're loving life. He essentially replaces Devin Shaw. Yeah, he's in, new Devin Shore. Congrats, Lane Peterson. I'll, I'll get my jersey changed up. Please pick 19. <laughs> Koskinen, Shore, Peterson. It just makes sense. What was he wearing in that photo? I think he was wearing 28. So yes, that seems right. That's Oh, no, 18. Sorry. Do we have an 18? Oh, wow. Hey. Oh, 19 might be in the range here. Just Hold goes up. up one more. Hold up. <laughs> yes. Yes. First reported. Uh, yeah. Drake Kajula as well. That's just good vibes, in my opinion, Liam. I like Drake Kajula. And I think I've said this story before, but when he got traded to Chicago, he had to wait in Edmonton for a little bit. So he skated with the Show Park Crusaders. Oh, nice. And he was just a really good guy. And obviously, in a, in a situation they didn't want to be in getting traded away. But he kind of embraced it, really like took in the role of the players, like had his own stall and uh, sorry, had his own chair in the dressing yeah. room. He didn't have a stall. So he just sat in the middle of the room <laughs> with his bag in front of him. Uh, and after every practice, the word got around. He was there for like three or four days that the word got around that he was there. And every single kid that was waiting for like minor hockey practice, Drake Kajula spoke to them, signed their autographs. And I think he went into like the dressing rooms a couple of times. He gave like a speech. Good like, dude, good tight guy. With the core here. Yeah. yeah. So that's what you want—a culture guy, right? Yeah. Me and my buddies have this thing. You know, your friend group always just like clings on to weird little bits. Yes. Whenever there's a situation where someone says like, "Oh, could you imagine this happening?" We always just say, "Could you imagine?" <laughs> I don't know why we say it. We always do. So it's a big day for my group chat. That is because it's the return of our "Could you imagine?" bit. Uh, that's about it for the Oilers' three signings. None of them come in more than a million bucks. They get some organizational depth with Kajula and Peterson, and they make the big splash with Connor Brown coming in. A big splash at $775,000. We might be drinking a ton of Kool-Aid right now. Don't care. 
that's a guy with legit 20 to 25 goal potential who you just got for under a million dollars. Sure, you're kicking a cap problem down the road. It could come out to four million and it's all games played bonuses as well, Mm. which is an important thing to know. If Connor Brown scores 30 goals, if he scores three goals, the bonuses are all based on how many games he gets in throughout the season. So I'm um, one, obviously curious to see how he does here. I think he'll do very well. 20 Mm -hmm. goal mark seems fairly easy to score in the top six if you're healthy in this organization. But two, like, what does this contract possibly even look like next year? You know, like it's, it's interesting. Like the Oilers have a few guys coming off the box. Obviously Warren Fogel being the biggest one. Uh, Bouchard, they'll have to probably re-sign. I would imagine Ryan McLeod gets a one-year deal too. So mm-hmm. the Oilers with more cap space will be in a, a similar spot next, this time next year too. So yeah, we'll see what kind of happens. But as of today, and you got to look in the future, uh, in the present, sorry, kind of like what the, Vegas Golden Knights do in a sense of like, we'll just worry about that later. And that's what the others have done with Connor Brown is like, it doesn't matter what bonuses we give him. We want him to hit all of them because we want him to play 82 games and score 60 points for this team. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's get to our short for giant off season question of the show. Liam, we have seen a lot of deals go down. This really was a bit of a throwback free agency. In my opinion, like 10 years ago, you know, before like Twitter was that big and all that, you wouldn't get as many, you would get more stunners. You'd yeah. sit there, you'd turn on the TV. Now you turn on YouTube and watch Daily Face Off Live. And you wouldn't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Last few years, it felt like, like we knew Campbell was coming to Edmonton very long in advance. We, like last year, everyone knew where Kemper was going. The deals were so lined up. Yeah. This year, we didn't have that. We didn't know where the big guns were going. There weren't even a lot of rumors with anyone. So let's look through what we got around the NHL early this morning. And I'm only going to give you the big names. Oliver Ekman Larson goes to the Florida Panthers, one year, 2.25. Reeves goes to Toronto, three years, 1.3 million per season. JVR, one by one with the Bruins. Wheeler, one by 800K with the Rangers. O'Reilly, four by 4.5 with the Predators. Blackwood to San Jose, two by 2.35. Anderson back to Carolina, 2.68. Corpusalo gets the bag, five by four with the Ottawa Senators. Eric Johnson, one by 3.25 with the Sabres. Brown to Edmonton. Gudis, three by four with the Ducks. Reimer, one by one and a half to Detroit. Talbot, one by one to LA. Lucic gets one by one to go back with the Bruins. Justin Hall, three by 3.4 with the Red Wings, Ian Cole, Teddy Bluger, and Carson Soucy all go to the Vancouver Canucks. Orlov, big one. Yes. Canes get him for 7.75. Rumors that they are right in the mix for a piece like Michael Bunting right now mm-hmm. as well. Uh, Connor Sherry gets a three by $2 million deal with the Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't think Shattenkirk got one by one with the Bruins. Pacioretty one by two with two in bonuses. Nyquist to the Preds, two by 3.19. I just threw a fire hose of <laughs> yes. signings at you. The short for giant question is this. One team you like, one team you don't. Um, The one I kind of like. Ooh, that is, was a loud one. I saw the lightning. Yeah, I can't see anything. Did the Oilers just make another signing? <laughs> Outside of Edmonton, I actually really liked the JVR deal. Mm-hmm. One year, one million. The right side is strong with um, DeBrusque and David Pasternak already on that right side. So I think adding JVR to be a third line right winger at 1 million for a guy who we spoke about. He's still like good. I know he only scored about 12 goals last season, but I think he's well worth, he's worth way more than that. Uh, The one I don't like, and I feel like everyone's just going to say this one, Ryan Reeves. 
Like it's not even about the money per se. Like you I don't couldn't really get care. him for one year. I know you couldn't get him for one year and say we'll give you one and a half. Like I don't even really care how much money he's making. It's the fact that they signed Ryan Reeves for three years and thought this will be team toughness. Not really because he plays five minutes a game. I saw that one. That was I saw that insane. one too. Oh. Was, we're in the thick of it, people. That Great was like, day for a baseball game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go Riverhawks. We are like that was like That's a close. second and a half. That's yeah, close. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, the Ryan Reeves one just doesn't make a lot of sense to me at all. But one question I I want answered, and I should have asked Frank this: What happens with Brett Pesci now? Like I know Carolina can keep him and everything, but now there's rumors that they're also in on Eric Carlson too. There is talk about so that. the top four could be Burns, Jacob Slavin, um, Orlov, Pesci, and Eric Carlson, and then if, oh, and Brady Shea. So that could be a six. They could probably trade away Brett Pesci or. You you think they'd want to do it to upgrade their forward group, but yes. then they go spend money on bunting, and you go, "Hey, how much are they? How much are they going to spend?" I said this in the room when they signed all of. When is someone going to tell Carolina that the defense isn't the issue and it's the fact they can't score goals? Yeah, I think that's a fair <laughs> like, criticism of what's going on. I don't uh, get it. Robert's in the Facebook chat. He says, "Morning from Melbourne." So love having you Good in. Morning from Melbourne. A lot of you in the chat. QF Pro says three point four million for Justin Hall. Oh my Yikes! Um, so, Luch seventeen seventeen. I wonder who he's a fan of. JVR to Boston. Not sure how I feel about that. LOL. Toronto and Philly guy. There, I'm with you. They're my winners so far. Boston. Yeah. yeah. Not because they did anything sexy, but they left themselves now a little bit of money to go get a center. I. Mm. I think them going after Comfer or Duchesne makes a ton of sense. Matt Duchesne to the Dallas Stars. Really? Who has that? Um, TSN. Friedman and... One year, oh, three Friedman, million. Johnson, LeBron, all of it, yeah. One year, three million. That's a good deal for Dallas. I'm surprised Boston didn't try to beat that. They, yeah, it's weird that they That's just haven't signed a center. Right? Boston yeah. haven't got any center. Because they got JVR, Shattenkirk, and Lucic. Yeah. So, like again, those are... I love that JVR move. I shouldn't maybe call them my clear-cut winner, but I like that JVR move. They've left themselves enough money now to upgrade at center somehow. So you're going to run a forward group that's Pasta, Marshawn, Coyle, Zaka, DeBrusque. They signed Morgan Geeky. He's going to help yeah. in that middle six. Uh, Lucic, one mil. The vibes are cool. Sure, that's fine. I thought maybe he could have been league men, but whatever. Uh, JVR is an awesome signing as well. So like, you got seven forwards there. If you sign another one, there's an eighth. Like Trent Frederick's going to come in. I don't hate their forward group and they were dealt the bad hand. So I give stick taps to the Bruins for finding a way to work their way around. There are actually more teams I hate than more teams I like. Yeah, we got one more in just Tyler. Uh, Daniel Sprung to the Detroit Red Wings one year, two mil. Yeah. That's a good one. So Deshane to Dallas and Sprung, Sprung to Detroit. Uh, I'm anyway. not really a massive fan of what Detroit did fully today, too. I don't either. I'm not huge on it either. Like, I thought you Hall think- is such an overpayment. Massive. Now they're paying Hall and Ben Sherratt like just under $8 million combined, I think, or right around yeah. there. Um, James Reimer. Still a decent goalie. The game is your backup at one and a half. I think he's solid. I just think I where with where they're going, I wouldn't mind to see them take shots on younger guys. It just looks like they're going after That's guys fair. who don't have a lot of upside. And especially what they did last year to bring it in Dominic Kubalik. Um honestly, Ben Sherrill isn't that bad. Um, what was the other one? David Perron. Like they had a good variety of yeah. players they were bringing in. And then like I know Kyle Yamamoto. Mm-hmm. I get it, but I also don't fully get it. And I'm also surprised. Like, what do you think, Yamo? Where do you think he's at right now? I know. Yeah, I think he's waiting until day two or day three, bro. Because he wasn't even on Frank's top fifty list. No. After he updated with the buyout players, so 
I'm curious about Yamo. I don't think he's coming back here, which would have been nice. Unless he wants to sign for 775K. Yeah. Like, that's the limit, right? I mean, he could. Yeah. If you're doing, like, again, if you're the Oilers, you're saving a spot for Lavoie because he's waiver eligible, right? Yes. Like, you probably do have him somewhat penciling in things. Yeah. That's so. probably fair, too. Mm. But who are some of the teams that you, you didn't like? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Let's get into this conversation with our pal Jason Greger, who's popping in oh. right now as well. Greger's appearances. <laughs> oh, he popped out. He was here and now he's gone. Okay. Um, wasn't sure if his mic was working. Um, so I'll give you one of the teams I don't like as we sort out Jason Greger's <laughs> okay. appearance on the show, which is brought to you by Papa John's Canada and the brick and the brick.com mm. Canada day sale at the brick Papa John's terrific Tuesday is 50% off. You're going Tyler. It's Saturday. The terrific Tuesday code won't work. You know what will the code word Gregor. It'll get you 25% off. Yeah. Shout out to Papa John's.ca. I see Gregor there. Let's bring him in. Let's see if this mic works. Greg's how's it going? Uh, no, yeah, his mic's not working. Okay, we'll try that again in uh, in just a second here with our pal, Jason. Gregor, I'll give you the team I don't like, um, and that is the Nashville Predators. I don't like it either. I, I don't, everyone's talking culture reset. Yeah. You swapped out to Shane Johansson, basically took the money you saved and signed O'Reilly and Nyquist. I don't get it. I don't understand just how much money. They're still paying Kyle Torres for five more years at $2 million. <laughs> like Kyle Torres is signed longer with the National Predators than Ryan O'Reilly is. I just it's such a weird thing. Like I just I re, I get it in the sense of like, well, we still have Roman Yossi and UC Saros. It's like, yeah, but then why did you buy out Matt Deshane? He's still actually a very good player. Like I would have liked Matt Deshane on the others. And like Ryan Johansson, I get to an extent as well. But I also like, I don't know, just pull the reset, man. Like we spoke about I'm this, with, I yeah. think, earlier shows with a team like Philadelphia. And Calgary too, just a team who like don't want to surrender. Just back up. Just take a bit grand scheme of things and look at it. Because Brian, Brian Barry Trotz, sorry not Brian Trotz, is now in a position where he can do that and he can just adjust to it all. And then he was you talks, have security as a new yeah. higher GM. And he was talks about him trading Askarov too. It's just like it just seems so weird what's actually happening. So for the next two seasons, let's go through this. Or sorry, this season, 
a total of four and a half on dead money for Deshane and Turris and another four on Johansson. You tack yeah. that onto the 4.5 million you're now paying O'Reilly. Think of all that dead money tied up in forwards. And when you look at this roster, when you looked at this roster a week ago, what was the number one thing is who scores? Who's your yeah. game breakers up front, right? Yeah, definitely. And now you look at it and with all that dead money and the money committed to O'Reilly, you go, who's scoring for you? Mm-hmm. It just, I don't think this was the direction the Preds should have gone. I, I give them credit, I guess, for the culture reset and all of that. But like, let's be real here. You're just going to be in the mushy middle. This team's not winning a Stanley Cup unless UC Soros drags them there with everything he's got. I, I do believe we have Jason Gregor. Let's give, let's give Greg's a try again to pop on. Greg's, how's it going? Well, hopefully my mic's working better than Twitter. Oh, yeah. We got, yeah. Oh, man. How about that, eh? How about that? Like, I can't even get in it. Like, I can't even read tweets anymore. It's like some data thing. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, it is uh, It is wild. We were just speaking of uh, things that aren't going well. Twitter, not going well. Uh, we were just <laughs> yes. talking about part one of the Sherwood Ford giant question of the day, Greg's, and it is the team whose moves you don't like so far in free agency. Who are you kind of looking at with a raised eyebrow? Well, I need to get, I need to see who I've missed on the updated uh, list. By uh, we got Deshane just went to Dallas. I don't know if you saw that one year, three mil. Sprong went to Detroit one year times two. That's about it. Yeah. Um, so I, who don't I like? Well, I, I, there's some defensemen, but D always get overpaid. That just yeah. kind of, that's that's how it goes, right? And so there's been a few. Uh, um, like, you know, who's like, why don't I start with who I always like to be positive. I okay. like the Dimitri Orloff contract a lot because I like yeah. the term for Carolina. They get, they yeah. get money, but man, their D is good. And Orloff's really good. It probably means Brett Pesci's on the uh, way out. But Detroit, I find is, is probably the team that's overspent the most. And I'm not sure they're going to get good value on a lot of their deals. I'm kind of in the, that same camp, but with the Vancouver Canucks as well. This is just a team who it feels like every summer we head into it going, how are the Canucks going to get cap space? And then they do something like a buyout or trade assets to get off a contract. And they go, all right, they got money. And then they go sign a bunch of average players. Like Teddy Bluger is fine. Teddy Bluger isn't worth 1.9 million. Carson Soucy is fine. 3.25 isn't crazy, but I just feel like they aren't spending their money on impact mm. pieces. I don't think the Canucks got any closer to being a playoff team despite spending almost $6 million today. No, I, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, uh, Hall's contract in Detroit's the one that stands out to me. 3.4 yeah. mil for three years. Um, like, I don't think he's as bad as, as he was vilified at times in Toronto, but man, that's a, that's, that's a pretty big, uh, mm-hmm. a pretty big risk. Like you look, there hasn't been a lot of long-term deals, right? Um, you know, Sheary, Susie, like how many guys are getting more than, than, than three, four years? Not a lot. So um, that that's kind of not a big surprise to me. If I was a free agent, unless I was going to get a gross overpayment, why would I want to sign long-term now? Because the cap's going up. I think, I think the only player to get more than four years was Corpusalo in Ottawa. That was an interesting one too. That's a heck of a guy to give a long-term <laughs> commitment to. Hey, Greg's. Well, Pierre Dorian and his goalies. That's a, that's, that's a topic unto itself. Although if you look at their, at their goaltending duo, I actually don't mind it. I don't, I don't think they have a, a blatant number one, but I, I think they've got two guys that you can rely on for different times. Now, Corpus Allo went to LA and I thought he, he played quite well, but man, if you look at his numbers prior to that in Columbus, like LA is a pretty good defensive team. And I wonder how much of his numbers were due to, uh, you know, the defense and the, and the system in front of him. So we'll see 
uh, in Ottawa because they're, they're not as defensively um, sound. I think the polite way to say it in, in Ottawa as they are. So, um, you know, the goalie carousel is always interesting to watch for me. Um, I have to say I'm most stunned by Carolina. They're coming back with three goalies again. I'm that, that shocks me. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the Edmonton Oilers. The big news of the day is Connor Brown. I'm giving Ken Holland an A+. Plus. Uh, Frank Saravalli called it a second-deck Grand Slam home run. Yeah, you're pushing some cap space down the line, but you got your guy for $775,000 this year, and he could score you 20 goals on that contract. I think it's a banger of a deal. What do you think? Well, this year it is, but you know, next year... So let's say yeah. Connor Brown scores, and I'll just say 25, because if he scores 30, it would be... Uh, it would be great. But let's just say he scores 25. Obviously, you're getting great value on that contract. I need to see, um, you know, how much of that bonus is like easy attainable. And then how much of it is, okay, you got to have a really good year. Because most of it's going to be bonus overages against the cap next season. Right? So think about it. You could have him be in 775. But let's say he hits all his bonuses. So that's 3.25 mil. Then you got to re-sign him for probably a, a base salary of three to four that next year, technically he could count upwards of six to seven mil for your team. Yeah. I, I think part of the reason the Oilers could do this is just because of how much contract certainty is in this roster, right? Like the big guns, McDavid, Drysaddle, Hyman, Kane, Nuge, you know what they're making next season. They're locked in nurse at home, CC Kulak. We'll see what happens with Bouchard, but like they are locked in for next season and the year after that as well. So you can, Maybe do something like this where you know there's a headache coming, but you also know the cap's going up and you know you have a lot of key pieces already signed. So I just think that roster certainty the Oilers had made this move possible, if that makes sense. No, I think that's valid. They they know that they're going to be bargain-based and shopping yeah. for the most part, you know, filling in around the edges. Um, you know, for this coming season, obviously it's a it's a no-brainer. He's making as much as Lane Peterson, for goodness sakes. Yeah. Um, although like I'm not sold that Lane Peterson is going to be the fourth line center. Um, I, uh, I think that's up in the air. I think there doesn't I score. Still, that's the problem. Yeah. I still think that they'll look for, for some other forwards, uh, if they can. Right. Um, yep. you know, Lane Peterson's not a, a, a regular NHL, or at least he hasn't been for the last few years. Now, maybe he's a 25 year old late developer guy. We'll see. But, uh, you know, him and Kajula are, you know, are depth guys that I think people forgot. Look at Costin and Yanmark. They were in the American League to start. Now, I know that Yanmark was there somewhat due to salary cap situations, but they got some really good production from AHL recalls last year in Costin and Yanmark. So I think they look at Kajula and, and Peterson and say, hey, these guys might be in the minors for us at some time, but when we recall them, we have like what we think are NHL-ready players, not young guys that you you hope maybe could help you. So that's kind of how I see those two signings, but – I, I'm not sold still that that like lock in Peterson is the fourth line setting. Yeah, that's fair. So maybe a little bargain bin shopping for Holland still coming this summer. You mentioned Lane Peterson, Drake Kajula is also coming back on a two year deal. Like these aren't guys who are going to make huge impacts next year. But I mean, to grab pieces at 775K, Jason, I, I think it is still smart. And Kajula is a guy comfortable here, obviously. I, I would bet. Peterson and Kajula probably spend a good chunk of time down in Bakersfield this year, but I still don't hate these moves. Oh, no. Hey, you need, you need depth in your organization, and injuries are inevitable. Somebody's going to get hurt at some point. So um, Edmonton's, I think, a team that when they recall players, they want to know more what they're getting 
rather than just young and experienced guys that maybe can play. And, and the difference is you don't have to worry if you recall Kajula or Peterson that, well, geez, we got to play him some minutes here. Let's send him back down to, to the minors where they could play a lot, right? It's mm-hmm. they're at that stage of their career. Like Kajula's 29 is his development's over that he is kind of what he is yep. at this point. Right. And even Lane Peterson's probably pretty close to being the, the player who he is. Like, I think they look at this and say, uh, is Jerry Kajula going to give us more than Tyler Benson? And I think the, I think the answer to that question is yes. Fair enough. Uh, let me rattle off some of the breaking signings we've gotten here since you've joined the show, Greg's. We got Sam Steele going to Dallas, one year, 850K. Jason Zucker is going to the Arizona Coyotes, one year, $5.3 million for Jason Zucker. Arizona's got money to spend, though. They're, they're just yeah. balling out. Uh, they, have, they have a $100 bill, but they can only shop at the dollar store. That's what this Jason Zucker <laughs> signing is with, uh, with this one. And we also, there's one more here. What have Michael Bunting finalizing a deal in Carolina. Three years, $4.5 million. You said you like the Orlov deal. Do you like the Bunting deal here, too? Hmm. I, I can't Not tell. really. And, yeah. and not because I don't like bunting because Carolina has lots of guys who aren't top end scorers who are good 50 point players. They got lots of those guys. So they added another one, but is he now, now he's a little bit more rambunctious and tenacious than the other guys they've had. So I, I probably like that element of his game a lot more, but man, I look at Carolina and they're such a really good balanced team, but come playoff time, guys, who's your difference maker? Who's scoring you the big goal? Who's putting you over the top? Like, do they have a Jack Eichel? Do they have a Mark Stone? They don't. Like, is Sebastian Ajo that guy? I'm, I'm not sold he is. Yeah, I think that's fair. They're almost, in a way, in the same boat as the Carolina Hur- or as the Nashville Predators, right? We talked about how going into the summer with the Preds, it was like, okay, how can they find guys who can score? They made buyouts. They spent a ton of money, and you're still sitting here going, who are their high-end scores? Carolina now has added a great D-man in Orlov. I love his game. I like Bunting's game as well, but I he's a middle six guy in my opinion, yeah. not someone with top line potential. So I still think you're left sitting here looking at the Canes going, who's going to who's gonna be your guy? Who's your game breaker? Who is scoring you the big goal like Matt Kachuk would for the Panthers in the final minute of almost every playoff game, right? Like, who's your guy that can take over a game? I still don't see it in Nashville, and I still don't see it in Carolina. Those two teams have left me a little confused. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally whole. Like, Nashville... Uh, it's it's interesting. Is is Ryan O'Reilly going to bring you a lot more than than Matt Duchesne? Yeah, right. That's that's obviously what they're uh, what they're going to be considering, right? Like I will say this, man. That Duchesne deal at three mil for one year, I think there's a lot of really good value return there for the Dallas Stars. I like that contract a lot. Yep. Uh, last year in Dallas, it was the Benessance. This year, the Duchesneessance. It works the same. I scored 40 goals a couple of years ago. It it works. There's something there, Liam. There's Mm -hmm. something there with that joke. Uh, We are live on the Oilers Nation YouTube. He is Jason Greger. His appearances on our show brought to you by the Brick and Papa Johns. Um, Dr. Carpy says Carolina is a rudderless ship. That is an interesting (laughs) way to put it. Uh, Some people in the chat saying, why aren't the Oilers going after Sam Gagne? Listen, I I would (laughs) as much as we love the heartwarming Sammy G story. Can't bring everyone back. Lane Peterson's got upside, right? He's 26, like you said, Greg's. You can't bring back every former Oiler yeah. in one summer. Uh, Sam Gagne is probably a guy like he might be on the outs. I don't know if he gets another deal. Yeah, I, I, I didn't see Gagne and Edmonton being yeah. beat a match. Um, 
You know, he doesn't play center anymore. I th- they they really need a, a fourth-line center. I, I don't think you can go into this season and say that Blaine Peterson's lock-loaded our fourth-line center. So mm-hmm. I, I would expect them, you know, to, to still add another signing uh, in that regard for the uh, – for the Edmonton orders, but, um, you know, you can't, you can't always, um, like, Hey, they got Drake Kajula back for, for order fans who like the, the reconnection. You um, you know, I know there's some people that have been asking about, Hey, what about Yamamoto? Would they bring him back at a million bucks? Um, I, I don't not, Well, not that Connor Brown's here. There's no need to now, but had you struck out on Connor Brown, um, you know, maybe you would look at it, but I think, um, you know, Yamamoto, even at a million bucks is good value, but, I think they felt like is Yamamoto a guy that's going to help us put us over the top come playoff time. Is, is there a landing spot you could see Nick Bukestad going to? It feels like his time in Edmonton is is pretty much done now. Well, I think he's testing the free agent market. I think there's quite a few teams that that will look for him. But you know what? Um, you know, like he had a big resurgence season, 17 goals. You know, played very well in Arizona. Um, he might go back there. Like I said it before the day started. I thought Arizona was going to spend some money and. You know, Tyler outlined the Zucker contract, right? Like yep. that, they don't sign guys for that. And so will there be other veteran players who, who Anaheim, we saw Gudis get some money. Uh, you look at Zucker. I think there will be some players that look and Arizona is going to want to at least be more competitive. And and they got like Keller's really good. So yeah. I don't mind Schmaltz, but they could Bukestad go back there. He probably could. I think, I think they liked him there a lot. So he's comfortable there. There, there's probably a landing spot, but I'm curious about Nick Bukestad in the sense he finally got a taste of playoff success. He won his first playoff round in his career. You know, you're you're on the other side of 30 now. Do you, the money's one thing, but I think you want that competitive balance. So who knows? Maybe Bukestad, like we've seen it, guys. You you have an option from a playoff team, and then ah, I want to test the market because I think, hey, I want to cash back in. Mm-hmm. And then the market comes, and the only people offering you contracts are non-playoff teams. Now, you know, if you sign a big ticket with them, then the odds of them trading you become more difficult, right? Because cap space is so limited. So does Nick Bukestad, if he wants to go to a playoff contender, I think he's going to take less money than he would if he was in Anaheim or Arizona for argument's sake. Yeah, that's fair. He did talk about how much he he enjoyed playing Mm -hmm. uh, playoff Hockey, uh, let's wrap up with, oh man, what did I just have in front of me? I might've lost my train of thought. Liam, you got anything else? Uh, yeah, I do actually. Is there, is there a team you surprised that hasn't done anything yet? Toronto is, that's actually what I was going to yeah? ask. Okay. I'm looking at the Leafs. Like, are they maybe the biggest, they might be up there for biggest failure. You lose on Bunting O'Reilly and you don't get Shen back and your only yeah. move is giving Ryan Reeves 1.3 million for three years. Well, I'll say this. There's more mistakes on July 1st than good hits. So um, I I think keeping your powder dry, like look at the orders. Did they sign a guy for more than the league minimum? No. Mm -mm. No, they didn't. (laughs) So, but now it's Connor Brown. So I know that comes with an asterisk, but big overspends happen usually early in free agency. Um, I know some would say Reeves. I think the term's probably more of an overspend, but if he's in the minors in the third year, by then he doesn't even count on the cap. So it's kind of irrelevant. I, I think some people look what clean cost clean Costin got 2 million bucks guys because yeah. clean Costin can score, but he also can add a dimension to a team that drastically lacks it. Uh, Ryan Reeves is big and strong. Uh, you know, he he's beloved in the room. He loosens things up. He will be the guy that will, will probably take the media hordes uh, on a lot easier and, and enjoy it. 
And so some days they'll be like, ah, let's go talk to Reeves because we don't have to talk to Martin or Matthews for the 97th time, right? So those are small little things that just alleviate some stress off of other players. And, you know, here's the thing. Look at Ryan Reeves and the teams he plays on. Do the teams have success? Yes. Right now, they're like, like, they've had pretty good runs with, with Reeves on the team. He's not the main cog, but I think his role, everybody I've talked to, they love the guy. They enjoy it. It helps. Guys play a little bit bigger. That's a fact. Some people don't want to admit it. They want to just crunch their numbers. Ah, there's no proof to that. Well, except everybody who plays the game says there is. And uh, I think there is. Now, how much? That's debatable. Um you know, three years is is probably a little rich, but you're Toronto. You can play guys in the minors at 1.3 and not even bat an eye, right? Like by next season, guys, the salary cap jumps up five mil. The yeah. the uh, the the buried number will be above 1.3. So you can make the argument that this is a one year deal for Reeves, and the final two years of the deal, he could be in the minors if they want to, and it doesn't hurt their cap at all. So I, don't mind, I don't mind that signing, but um, you know, if if they were thinking of re-signing Hall and then they saw the contract and they didn't match it, that's smart. But mm-hmm. like, I think Toronto's a team that was going to go bargain bin hunting, kind of like the orders. And you know, some of those best deals happen tomorrow and the next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is fair. Uh, all right, Jason, thanks for uh, thanks for hopping in and giving us a little bit of insight on the O's. I like that nugget on the buried contract number the next couple of years as well. That's something I didn't even consider. Uh, enjoy your Canada Day long weekend. Hey guys, you got any tips on um, how to get on Twitter? Download TweetDeck on your browser, and TweetDeck works fine for me. There so there you go. Download TweetDeck. I got you, Greg. So go to TweetDeck.com. Yep, hundred percent. And I just—it's the same sign-in name as my Twitter. Yeah, you just link it to your Twitter, and everything will populate on there. I haven't had any problems at all, and I just—I exclusively use TweetDeck. But does your Twitter work right now? Uh, like my actual Twitter app doesn't, yeah. but everything comes through. Crystal clear on my tweet deck. I'm All right, buddy. I'll have to try it out. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Greg. See you later. All right. Uh, Nick Benino is going to the New York Rangers. Molly Walker, friend of the Daily Faceoff Show, has that one. So shout out to Nick Benino, local-ish guy, because he spends the summers here. One thing I just looked after, Greg, I mentioned it. Ryan Reeves, since I believe it was 2000 and yeah, the 2012 season, has only signed multi-year deals. Besides the one, he just signed one. Sorry, no. That's only not having a good deal. agent. I was just being a good, maybe it's just being a good guy. It's, sometimes those guys just get tossed around, right? It's like, he's just a great dude and everyone yeah. likes him. Kind of crazy. He's made bank for what he does. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> what are his career earnings? Career earnings. Uh, what is this? 18.2 mil. For a guy that has a career high of nine goals. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, oh boy. It's like those I wish back- I could fight. It's like those backup, <laughs> those backup quarterbacks in the NHL that you'll always hear. It's oh, like, oh, they yeah. ended their career with like 40 games played and $140 million. Uh, you were all excited. Started the show. You came in. You said, Tyler, I have a notepad and I took notes. Um, have we gotten to everything on your notepad? Let me take a look here. We did OEL, didn't we? Uh, no, we didn't. Okay. With, okay. With JVR being one by one, Lucic was one by one. Wheeler was basically one by one. Yep. Uh, Shattenkirk was one by one. I think Florida overpaid for OEL. Before I knew all those deals, I said higher than expected. He was on pace for about 33 points last season if he had played a full 82 season. But OEL is obviously not the man he was. I'm very surprised he got more than 2 million. I thought he was going to come in at around one and a half, one seven five. So didn't like that one. What else do I got on here? Matt Nieto to the Oilers. Just finished with JK. 
<laughs> smart, <laughs> yeah. smart. And then I and then I just said Lane Peterson. I was like, one way seems weird, but you explain that to me and it seems right. So for the people wondering about like what is a one-way deal, basically all that's changing, my understanding of it. When you're on a two-way deal mm. and you get sent to the minors, you have a lower salary. You make an American League salary. The Oilers giving Lane Peterson 775K is just them saying, if we send you down to Bakersfield, you're still, it's a guaranteed 775K no yeah. matter where you play. So I don't know that much about Lane Peterson. I just looked at his hockey DB and saw that he's kind of a guy that bounced up and down. I just also put, could this not have been a PTO guy? Sure, but I yeah, mean, I just, whatever. Just it it is what it is. Like um, if he's in the American League, you're not upset. You need someone to replace Noah Philp down there anyways. JVR, really like that deal. We spoke about that one. Blake Wheeler to the Rangers. I like that ad for the Rangers. 800K. I liked what Rose Hill said about the taxes. I thought that was very funny. Yeah, he basically up. said taxes and escrow, <laughs> JVR, or Wheeler's playing for free. Gonna make nothing. And Frank was like, dude, he's made like over $70 million <laughs> yeah. in his life. He's fine. Um, and also the Rangers, I looked, I couldn't believe this, just have no right wingers. Like that. Obviously, I know that they lost Patrick Kane and yeah. Tarasenko. They're both right wingers. Yeah. Yeah. So their right wingers on daily phase off right now, Goudreau and Jimmy VC. So Wheeler's probably a top six winger for them at 800 K. Yeah. That's a sick deal. Uh, uh, what else did I have? Ryan O'Reilly. I said, does this man not want to win? And what is the Nashville Predators? Yeah, we got to that a little bit. Um, I like how you wrote all of these on individual yeah. pages of your notebook. Yeah. And then I think <laughs> it's all about that flip. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last one I had to work, was all of great deal. The blue line is nuts. But what is the future of Brett Pesci? That's the question now, isn't it? And then I think you might hold on to him, bro. I think if they get Carlson, I think he goes into Carlson deal. Yeah, because and then San Jose will just flip him and use him as a way to get a first. Whatever he is, yeah. yeah. That's actually fair. That's that's not the worst. Uh, that's not the worst train of thought. Um, what do we got going on? Some people were asking about Noah Gregor. Um, Should have asked. We could have asked Gregor. Uh, I didn't want to put him in that spot, no, though. No, <laughs> uh, I think Noah Gregor probably actually could get maybe even a little north of one mil. I don't know if he's a seven hundred seventy-five k guy. And I think it probably makes more sense like a guy in that position. Like Lane Peterson, what's his ceiling? His ceiling's an NHL everyday fourth liner. So come to Edmonton where you get a chance to do that. Play that mm-hmm. role. Noah Gregor has a higher ceiling than that. Also, he's a left shot. So he can play the right side, but I don't know. Is there a spot for him on the left side? No. Right? Yeah. Holloway, Fogel, Kane, uh, yeah, Kane and New are all going to be above him. On the right side, mm-hmm. Maybe there's a slot in between Yanmark and Connor Brown now, but again, it's on his right side. I just personally, I don't think there's enough upward movement potential for him in this Oilers lineup. So I think he goes somewhere where he can play and establish himself because he has a higher ceiling and he's younger than a guy like Peterson. Uh, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. And you know what? There's probably a pretty good chance that Noah Gregor's on the market again next season. Probably, yeah. So the same with a lot mm-hmm. of these guys, right? You might be seeing these guys and thinking, oh, we see all this goddamn, and then yeah, Mark yeah. is like, well, he only signed one year. Yep. So, uh, just looking, uh, someone had a comment in here and was like, why can't you just sign Bush for 750 K? Would he get offer sheeted then? I don't know this stuff. Okay. Good question. Cause I think other people might be confused. Bouchard is free to sign an offer sheet with whoever he wants in the NHL right now. Mm. He is officially a restricted free agent. Another team could call up his agent right now and say, we want to give him $8 million on a one year deal. And Bouchard would have every right to accept that contract. If he does accept it, the Oilers are given seven days to match it. Yes. If you were a team with a boatload of money and you loved Evan Bouchard, you could screw the Oilers. Hmm. Evan Bouchard would have to accept the deal, and he, in a way, would also have to screw the Oilers. Yes. If the Oilers decide not to match it, I think you're pulling up the uh, uh, thing. Yeah, it's in tools. Uh, Shout out to Cap Friendly. 
Maybe it's interactive. Okay. I'll search you okay. talk. If the Oilers say, okay, one year, $8 million is way too much for Evan Bouchard. It would screw our cap structure. Then they're entitled to draft pick compensation from the team. And that would be pretty good calculation. I'm pulling it up. I think uh, I got it. Oh, you think Office you got sheet it? calculator? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if it was $8 million, they would, the Oilers would get, if it's anything more than eight, $6 million, sorry, the Oilers would get a first, a second, and a third. If it's more than eight and a half million, the others get two first, a first, a second, sorry, and a third. And there are only about 11 teams in the NHL who actually have the draft pick capital to legally put in that kind of an offer sheet. Yeah. And just looking at them, St. Louis has too many D-men. Vegas has too many D-men. Nashville is running out of money. Carolina has too many D-men as well. So it's like Anaheim, Arizona, Buffalo, I guess they have too many D-men. Take them out. Anaheim, Arizona, Chicago, Seattle and that's it so there's like there's only four teams in the league he who could like by the letter of the law do it and Bouchard would have to agree to basically screw over the Oilers it's not happening and an offer sheet won't happen Bouchard Frank said he's looking maybe two years 3.75 I two years yeah that's what Frank said oh okay nice that was just his guess it wasn't a report would you what's better one by Three or two by three seven five. I think two, two by three seven five. Two good. three seven five. Because the thing is, like, I get it. It's like, okay, the Oilers are doing it all right now and just getting guys locked in. But like, like yeah. we said, kind of with the Brown stuff, like the Oilers are going to be in a similar spot next season because a lot of the same guys are free agents again. You don't want to be looking at Evan Bouchard and being like, damn, he just had almost a seventy point season, and now we have to pay, pay him seven million. But if you give him a two year deal, him and Drysaddle are up at the same time. Does that worry you or no? No, because. I think by that point, getting out of Campbell might be easier. Yeah. That could be $10 million more than it is right now. Like dry saddle could double his salary. There's sure. A lot of variables in it, isn't A it? lot of variables. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, even next summer, right? Like Fogel's going to come off the books. That's 2.75. Maybe you move on from a CC or a Kulak. Mm. Like there, there's definitely options there uh, for the Oilers a couple summers from now. Would love to see a two-year deal for Bouchard. Would love to see a two-by-two deal for Ryan McLeod as well to keep adding to that kind of cost certainty that a guy like Ken Holland has uh, has built up. Uh, the Oilers now have 11 forwards signed, six D-men signed, and two goalies. They have five point or six point three million dollars in projected cap space. So if you like, oh man, if Bouchard would do the Oilers a solid two years, three point four, and then if McLeod did two years, like one point nine five, you would then have enough money to keep Lavoie on the roster and actually run with thirteen forwards, seventy and two goalies, and actually have the full size roster. And then at the deadline, you could make a decision and go, hey. We're going to start running a lesser roster. Boom. You got cap space at the deadline. Just like that. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of all adds up to me. I do think Bouchard yep. will do them a bit of a solid here. It's Maybe. Kind of how I feel. It like, makes sense for him to try set himself up for a bigger deal. Like staying in Edmonton yeah. and running this power play. And then in two years when the cap goes up 10 mil, it just, you're going to get paid. Man. We've seen it a lot today of just guys not getting term. Like you said, Corp Sell is really the only guy that's got any length on his deal with five years. Ryan O'Reilly got four. Olov only took two. Like, I don't know. If I was Bouchard, like, I think Ryan McLeod's the one who deserves not to owe this team anything. Because he did them a solid last, last year. But also, he had no arb rights, and Bouchard has no arb rights. That's true. So you can sit there and be like, oh, he owes them, blah, blah, blah. And like, if Bouchard, I guess, want, no, but like, again, you think about like a $5 million offer sheet. No yeah. team's going to do that. Edmonton would just move out Fogel for a pick. 
and match. Like no team's going to put themselves through the ringer of an offer sheet. And if Bouchard did that, it'd be pretty greasy. So I don't think he would. He's not that kind of guy. Brian says, sorry, Brian's over the quick comment says our right D is looking sad right now. It's still CC Bouchard and, uh, and Dayarnay talking to Ken Holland. I was like this close to Ken Holland at the draft. We were firing him questions. And there was a thing brought up of, are you worried about Broberg's playing time? And Holland said, you need seven. And he added, Broberg can play the right side. I think they're actually a lot higher on Broberg's ability to be a right shot demon or a right side defenseman Mm -hmm. next year, even though he's a left shot. I think they're a lot higher on that than maybe we've talked about. Yeah, I I think so too. And I actually think it was um, Low Tide made kind of a thing about this too, being in one of his articles that Broberg maybe is the top four right shot defenseman might not be the worst thing in the world. If you yep. bump CC down to your third and then Dehane is your seventh man. And I think that makes a lot of sense to be honest. And if you're playing with an experienced player, like honestly, Donnell nurse, yeah. you should be okay to do that. I do believe in Cody CC's abilities to bounce back. I think Gregor made a really good point the other day of like, look at the other players out there who made Cody CC money and play the minutes that he does. And I know you kind of want to see those reduced and that would help with the mistakes, but I don't hate the defense as much as other people do. I hate the team defense and what happened. And I think that needs to get better. And I think it will. Brian, here's what I'll say. Ken Holland has bullets. You look ahead to next year's draft. He has his first and second rounder. You look ahead the year after he's got his first. They are no longer operating in LTIR. That is huge. Yes. Your cap flexibility changes so much because you're not in LTIR. This blue line... It may not be Stanley Cup caliber right now. It isn't Stanley Cup caliber right now. 12 months ago, Matias Ekholm wasn't even on the radar as a guy who could come in here. The forward group is so set. Does that right side need help before the playoffs? Sure. But you never know who could become available ahead of the deadline. And Holland has bullets to make another big splash. And he's now got the cap flexibility to do it. Do you think the Oilers are better today than they were yesterday? Well, okay, let, let, uh, sorry, we'll say draft day before they traded Yamo and Klim. So Yamo and Klim out, Kajula, Peterson, Brown in. Yeah. I, I'll say yes, just because I think Connor Brown's a better top six winger than Yamamoto. Yep. And while you downgraded your bottom six a hair, I, that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make if you can kind of get what I'm saying yep. there. And there's the element of internal improvement still with this team, right? Ryan McLeod, could he have a breakout year for you? At 23, I'm maybe not as bullish on it as I was a year ago, but still, when he was in the lineup, he did a lot of good things for the Oilers. Is Dylan Holloway going to take take his step forward? Is Raphael Lavoie going to be an everyday NHLer? There are at least a few pieces where you could see them taking a, a bit of a step forward next season. So are they like miles better? No. Are they worse? Definitely no. And they have flexibility ahead of the deadline. This blue line, again, to bring bring it back to your comment in the Facebook, Brian. This blue line scares you right now. If this was the pregame show of Game 82 and it's the same blue line we're talking about going into the playoffs, yeah. I'm with you, dude. I totally would understand that. This blue line almost won them the Pacific Division this year. This blue line, swapping at home for Keith, got them to the Western Conference Finals one year. And Darnell Nurse was playing on half a leg. <laughs> Last year, we keep forgetting Kulak was playing second pairing. Broberg and, and Bush was a third pairing for this team. 
they upgraded it. A full year of Ekholm will make this blue line better. Jack Campbell bouncing back will give us the illusion that they're better defensively. He won't be 888 again. I'm not worried about it. It's not a thing where I'm going into the season being like, we could be done two months in because of the blue line. That's just not the case. I think it's fair to say they are better today. I just think there's more question marks with it, right? Yeah, you explain that. Like, but there was also question marks last season too. We didn't really know what Clem Costum was. When he came into this Oilers team, he was like minus eight in Bakersfield in four games. You yeah. know, he hadn't really proved himself a lot. So Holloway, I think he's more established and we know what he is. Ryan Donato is going to Chicago two years by $2 million. The Blackhawks will give anyone any sum of money. They're basically just calling yeah. up players they like, saying, blank check, what do you want? <laughs> Corey Perry's like, four mil? Yep, four mil, Corey. You're good. What do you make of those deals in the four million for Perry and for, uh, well, not Fogel? Uh, Felino. Felino. It's too much. They needed to get to the cap floor or the salary floor. So, like, sure. Even after all these signings, and Donato, they still have almost $19 million in cap space with 13 forwards, four D-men, and a goalie on their roster. I just, again, hey, it's not Kyle Davidson's money and they're one-year deals, so long-term, they are very inconsequential. But I thought a big part of these moves would be like, hey, we bring in Felino, we bring in Perry for three quarters of the year, yeah. retain half, flip him at the deadline. Good luck finding someone to take a contender to squeeze in Perry at two mil at the deadline. Unless they just don't care about that. That's the only question mark about yep. it, right? Is like what because Bag Milk and I were talking about this in the office too. Is like even if you pay them both three million, and then you uh, a million and a half of Perry and Felino, the deadline probably yeah. helps you out a little bit more than two million, right? So I understand the idea of like bringing in these guys and not just allowing these young Chicago Blackhawks to get ran over every night and damaging the the confidence of them all. I think adding Taylor Hall, a guy who is been in the same situation as a Connor Brown yeah. is very smart. I actually like what Carl Davidson's really done this season in, in, in the aspects of the, they got to do this the right in. way. Yeah. 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 You got something? Uh, no, actually I just realized the Jays game starts in five minutes. Oh. <laughs> so according to our friends at Betway, that means it's time to, it's Canada day. The vibes are always yeah. good with the Jays on Canada day. Let's see what we got here. I might throw together, you know, you say Kikuchi to strike out six Red Sox. That's Hello. tempting. I might knock it down low to five. I, I don't hate that. But Kikuchi on the bump for the Jays as they take on the Boston Red Sox. What if, you know, you were to do that? Jays to maybe cover the run line at minus one and a half runs. And then maybe you mix in something else to that whole thing. And ah, George Springer to hit a, to grab a base hit for you, just because that can happen pretty early on in a ball game. I don't like that. Um, Betway pre-built bets. Why not? Gets you a pretty nice little payout there. So uh, giddy up, Liam. Blue Jays taking on the Red Sox today. Think they're going to win? I don't know. The Blue Jays might be the most inconsistent good team ever. I can't believe there was that thing where it's like they're the number one team in the American League the last like month and a half. And it doesn't feel like it at all. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like this season's been an absolute roller coaster. But speaking of baseball, big Riverhawks game today. Yeah, we're going to be hanging out yeah. there. So if you're coming to the Riverhawks games, come say hi to Liam and I and then go wave at Aaron up in his little booth. Wave yeah. hi. Aaron and Gavin are always up there. Uh, shout out to Betway 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Shout out to AMA Travel as well for getting me home nice and safely from Nashville. Always a pleasure to work with our friends at AMA yes. Travel to make our big trips happen. Let's take one more run through what's happening around the NHL. A couple of small signings. Uh, Malcolm Subban's going to St. Louis. Luke Glenn Denning and Josh Archibald going to Tampa. 
Tampa Bay, uh, Daniel Sprong to Detroit. We kind of already had that. Michael Bunting is a big one going to Carolina. Jason Zucker going to Arizona one year, $5.3 million as well. And I just keep seeing that Deshane one pop up on my daily faceoff yeah. tracker. And I'm like, that's a great deal. That is an awesome that, deal. That is a steal. Again, from a Nashville perspective, that makes no sense to mm-hmm. me. I can't believe like, Maybe, like you said, maybe it's a culture thing that the trot, Trots is trying to do, and he just believes Ryan O'Reilly can be that guy over Duchesne, which is probably true considering the, the history of Shane and O'Reilly, I guess. But from a player perspective, it's just really weird. I don't really get it. The only thing I'm kind of thinking of is next season, Nashville have a ton of players who are coming off the books of like depth guys. So maybe they think next season they can kind of start kicking it down the road and like getting going again to become these Smashville predators that we've all kind of known. Uh, also one thing I forgot to bring up, someone brought up, uh, uh Josh Archibald to Tampa Bay. Yeah. I, I rattled that one off. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. Um, Milan Lucic just updated his profile picture. It's him in a Bruins Jersey. He just signed there today. This is a very good Photoshop. That is good. Yeah. It okay. looks like, uh, it honestly just looks like he's wearing a Bruins Jersey. So that's really cool. Shout out to whoever Lucic has run in his Photoshop. Did you see the Lucic story so and how he got to, the world championships. So Lucic obviously went to the world championships. Canada won the gold and he did not get invited. He, so Mackenzie he showed we- up at the door. <laughs> Mackenzie Weagle and Tyler Toffoli went, I think Dylan Dubé might've gone. There was three flames and he called Armstrong and was like, Hey, like never been to a world championship. I'm like, bored as hell. Do you, do you have any room? And Armstrong said, no. Okay. So he had to wait if he's like, I got a lot of flame. Uh, what do they call it? Logs in the fire, whatever. Yeah. It was like, you got to wait and see. So it said like two or three days later, he called him back and I guess people turned it down and Lucic got on the plane to Riga to go and win the gold medal. Lucic is a good guy, but he's just, obviously the area in Edmonton was not great, but like you hear all these stories. I'm actually quite happy. He ended up back in Boston. Yeah, I think it's a good story vibes wise. Someone yeah. commented and was like, the Elks are making news. Um they stink. Yeah, they're terrible. I don't think they are. I was hoping they fired Ben McAdoo, but that is not the case. They're not going to get better until they fire Ben McAdoo. Uh, Udo Noodle trade deadline edition of the show. What'd you get? I went Tokyo Glaze with beef. And I think you did the same thing with chicken, right? Chicken. Yeah. It's very good. I, I honestly, we got a green onion cake right behind the camera as well. Scary. Aaron's gone. He's just not even running the show anymore. Um, how so we're doing it all ourselves. I actually don't know how we can end the show. We might be stuck. We might be trapped. Well, there's still 389 people in here. I hope you're all enjoying watching us uh, eat our noodles today. Uh, I'm all bite. Christopher <laughs> uh, says we basically gave up three players for Connor Brown. Uh, I mean, no, that's a poor way to look at it. I, I think there is some serious upside here with the Connor Brown thing that wasn't quite there with the guy like Yamamoto. I think there's a chance Brown is more impactful come playoff or Brown will be more impactful come playoff time. I think uh, another way to look at it too is do you want Clem Costin and Yamamoto at 5 million each? Yeah. Or do you want Ryan McLeod and Evan Bouchard at 5 million each? Yeah. I think the answer is very obvious. Very obvious. So the Oilers, again, have about $6.3 million in cap space, according to Cap Friendly, once you take Nimalainen off the roster. Yeah. Frank's prediction was a total of 5.75 needed for Bouchard and McLeod. So like we keep getting comments. I see one on Facebook here from Matt. Um, there was a couple of them on YouTube is about bringing back Bukestad. I would love to, but it just won't it, work. It can't happen. I think you know what you know what could honestly happen is he signed somewhere for like two million bucks, and at the deadline you just get him back again. Um, but he's he wants to get some money, and he should. He scored seventeen goals last year. Um, 
<laughs> you, you just can't make it work. Like I'm trying to wrap my head around how you could make enough room to afford a $1.5 million player. You just can't. No, you, you're real. The, the I, only thing you're doing is moving more in Fogel. Really, and you're not like, doing that. And you're not doing that. Yeah, I don't. I think this team is very good. Yeah. Obviously, you need that fourth line center. I d- honestly don't think this it's crazy to think that Dylan Holloway could be that. I don't think you want to play him as a four C. I think you want him on the wing. Yeah, that's probably fair too. But I just think like the others really play in fourth line centers. I feel like they play just a bottom six and yeah, kind of play it a little bit, right? So, um, and if and to be honest too. They play 11 and 7 all the time. Their fourth line center half the time is Connor McDavid. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, yeah, it's, it's, I think Ken Holland is pretty much closing the door, just looking at the players he has in yep. an RFA list. Uh, Davin wants us to go through the signings for the teams in our division. Okay. Uh, Anaheim got Radko Gudis for like three or four million bucks a year. Sure. He gets a payday. They get a veteran, whatever. Uh, Calgary got, it says no one signed in Calgary today. Uh, I think my computer might be broken. Can you check? Let me check. Yeah, no one. All right. Good work. Yeah, uh, Edmonton went ahead, got Connor Brown. The LA Kings got Cam Talbot between the pipes for a million bucks. They're only spending $2.5 million on their goaltending next season. I don't know if they got better. I know. I keep thinking that too. They look like they're trying to go for the Vegas Golden Knights approach of like, well, we'll yeah. just get two goalies that can probably win us a lot of games. Um, the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade is so interesting because, yes, yeah. they got the best player, but they also gave up probably their best line in the playoffs. Exactly. And would you be more scared right now? Which which of these scenarios scares you more? Okay. Dubois, but with Velarde, Ayafalo, and Kapari gone. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what it is. Yep. Yeah. So what it is right now, or if it would have been Hellebuck, and they keep all those pieces. Oh, Hellebuck. So if you're LA, why did you just not maybe like trade your first this year? Maybe it's your first and Kapari. Yeah. Or something like that. Or even if it was your first and Velarde for Hellebuck, I guess your forward group would be a lot worse. But like, my point is, if they would have gotten a legitimate high-end goalie, I would have been scared of the Kings. Too. I'm not that I'm not any more scared of the Kings than I was a few months ago. I think they're they're obviously a top three team still in the Pacific yeah. Division. Although I think Seattle will push them a lot more this season. Yep. Again, like I just don't, I don't know that the whole getting rid of the Gabe Velarde thing where there was those stats out there, right? Where it's like he had one less even strength point mm-hmm. than in this season. I think Winnipeg came out on the great end of this. And I'm now super curious what they're going to get for Shifley and, and Hallibuck if he actually leaves. Yeah. Uh, someone asks if Bukestad's eligible to sign the similar contract to Brown. He's not. If you want a bonus incentivized deal, you either have to be older than 35 or spent a hundred days in the last season on LTIR, yeah. which is why Pat Reddy and Brown could do it. And also why a guy like Patrice Bergeron could do it if he signs back in Boston. So if you go on Google and you type in Max Pacioretty, Oilers Nation, a few months ago, Frank told us about this on daily on Oilers Nation, yeah. this show, actually, uh, you can read an article I wrote about it on Oilers Nation and kind of explains it on paper for you to see. Yeah. Mike D says, how good does it feel to be talking about tweaks in the off season rather than wholesale <laughs> changes? I think that's yeah. an excellent point. Um, this team is in its cup window. It's core is locked in. They made their bed mm. last summer. They got those guys in the four or in the $5 million range with Campbell, Nuge, Kane. You got them locked up. Yep. You're set. Ken Holland's made his bed and now he's just tinkering around with a few other things. And it's a sign of a team. Um, it, it's a sign of a team that's right there pushing for it. 
Yeah, 100%. And this is what we expected today to be. I um, I think credit to Ken Holland for mm-hmm. doing such a good job in the cap situation that they're in to bring in an Ekholm, to bring in a K in the last season to yeah. Hyman. And the cap has gone up 2 million in during Holland's time. And now you bring yeah. in a Collar Brown for that money. Like he's done a fantastic job in, with this team and being able to keep the band together. And I think we've got to give him a lot of credit. Like there's been things going around Twitter this last little bit. It's like, well, Yamo wasn't re-signed. Yeah. Koyavi, Ethan Bear, Caleb Jones. It's like, yeah, and Holland got rid of them all and managed to build a better team. Yep. It's kind of crazy. 100%. Uh, what else happened around the division? We'll finish up this little segment for the end of the show. San Jose, basically, I don't know. They didn't really do any. They signed Kyle Burrows for three years. Um, I thought that was kind of a hilarious move. 1.1 a year. They got Mackenzie Blackwood for a couple of years. They're, we're just waiting for them to trade Eric Carlson somewhere. Uh, the Seattle Kraken went out today. Did they even do anything? No. No, they lost Susie. They lost Donato. They lost oh, they Strong. They Joe lost Geeky. Okay, they kept Joey Decord. <laughs> yes, sorry, they kept. Um, no, that's no, it. they didn't. Quiet they, day. No, they for, didn't sign Decord for a team with they did yesterday. He's not on their cap friendly. Frank said it. He's on the. He's on the buried oh, yeah. cap. Okay, thing. sorry, they did. Yep, my bad. Uh, yeah, so they they actually got worse. I don't. I actually wouldn't have them as a playoff team next year. They have twenty million in cap. Okay, maybe they'll make a big splash. They have nine forwards, signed four defensemen. Who's still available? I'll get to that in a second. Okay. Uh, Vancouver went out and gave oh too much money in term to Cody CC, too much money to Cody Teddy Cece. Bluger. And for some reason they wanted to give 34 year old Ian Cole, $3 million. So they didn't get better. They just basically uh, bit the bullet. Got to get rid of Ekman Larson. We need money. Okay. Let's spend this money as quickly and as terribly as we possibly can. <laughs> Great work, Vancouver. You're on fire. Uh, Vegas golden Knights. What did they get up to today? Not a whole heck of a lot. They maybe have a room. No, they got to get Howden done. I don't think Vegas is going to be able to get much of anything. Oh, they re-signed Barbashev. What What do you think of the Aiden Hill deal? Too much money? <laughs> yeah, man. $4.9 million for Aiden Hill is a ton. And okay, granted, us as Oilers fans, we sit there and go, the Campbell deal sucks, but yeah. 7.6 on your goalies isn't bad. Logan Thompson, 760K. Yeah. 5.6 on your goalies with those two is actually really good. It, so tongue-in-cheek on the Hill thing, I think he's. I think it's fine. It doesn't hurt them. Uh, all right. You wanted to know who else is still available. The top free agents on Frank Saravalli's board. Here's who who's left within the top 10. Bertuzzi, Comfer, Graves, Kilorn, Tarasenko. Vlad Tarasenko's the guy. Hey, yeah. how many of those guys can score you 35 goals next year? There's one, and it's Vlad Tarasenko. Yeah. Do what do you think he goes in? Is Seattle a spot? Yeah, Seattle's a good spot for him. Yeah. Get some scoring punch in there. See, Francis kind of did similar moves with Bjorkstrand and Burakovsky last year. One was a trade. I know that. Um, that would make a lot of sense there, in my opinion. So I could totally see Tarasenko ending up in Seattle to give them some scoring punch. Maybe if Carolina's sitting there like in a week, yeah. Carolina's like, shit, we have five million bucks left. Sure, Maybe, yeah. let's do it. One year, five mil, two years, five mil, whatever they would end up doing. Uh, the Islanders can make it work. I'm sure Lou would be interested in that as well. Maybe, here's a sneak sleeper for uh, oh, for yeah. Tarasenko. I like that one. Pittsburgh. Yeah. They need a goalie. Talk about them reuniting with Jari. They need a goalie, but they have $14 million in cap space with 10 forwards signed, six defensemen signed, and a goalie. So let's say, let's say Jari costs you five. So you're down to nine. 
You need two depth forwards and a depth D-man, million bucks each, bang, 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 six mm-hmm. mil, give four and a half to Tarasenko, and you have some wiggle room. Pittsburgh makes sense. I yeah, I think it's I think it's more necessary for Pittsburgh to go out and do that, right? They gotta yeah. they gotta do something there. And you don't want to see Sid and Malkin's last few years just kind of wither away. Like you want to see these legends of the game kind of compete yeah. for in a division. So yeah, I, I like that destination for Ter- Tarasenko and uh do you have another one, sir? I do. Laurent Bressois is going back to the Winnipeg Jets on mm. a one or two year deal. Uh, one year, 1.75. You know what's the big tell here? They have Bressois. They have Colin D'Elia. Have your two NHL goalies for next year, even though they're not that good. Hellebuck's, Hellebuck trade should happen. You think so? I just don't know what his value is, but it'll happen. It's, ugh, the goalie market is so intriguing, isn't it? Yep. I bet it's going to be so... So much lower. People I, are going to be stunned at how little Hellebuck goes I, for it. I bet they don't get a first round pick. I bet they get like a second round pick and just a very strong prospect. I think that's I think that's I, what it's going to be. There might no. be a couple of other things in there, but I think those will be the two main pieces. I think it'll be a first round pick and not a whole heck of a lot else. And they might have to take a contract. They might actually want the first because they didn't get one in there. What's his name? Dubois deal. Yeah. They also have Mark Shifley. They could wheel and deal. Mark Shifley. Do you think he gets you 40, more than... Dude, 40 goal guy. Six million. I am actually, I'm, I, the price must be high for him. It must be. Because I think Colorado should have been all over him. But if you can get Johansson at 4 million for yeah. Galchenyuk, you kind of do that deal. So he's 6 million bucks on the cap. Here are the teams in the NHL that have more than $6 million in cap space. Rangers, Wild, Avs, Bruins, Flyers, Sharks, Jets, Sens, Islanders, Preds, Pens, Hawks, Wings, Kraken, Yotes, Ducks. So there is a quite a bit. That could afford them. And if the Jets are willing to take back a contract, those teams could squeeze them in even easier because a lot of them, like Colorado, they only have 14 players on their roster. <laughs> like a lot of those teams, it's actually a little bit of a facade that they have that enough cap space. So, yeah, there you go. I am. Um, Arizona need to address the defense. The Ford group is actually good for them. Keller, Schmaltz, Zucker, Kraus, Barrett Hayden. Yeah. Um, Michelli. Yeah. Defense that uh, they don't have a defenseman who's getting paid more than 1.7 million. And they have six. <laughs> Ryan Graves. I, I think I said this on the show the other day. Like, go take the ticket, man, in Arizona yeah, for money. a couple of years. Get your money. You'll play, probably play a top pair in there. Stack your bread up, as the kids say. Yep. The kids mm-hmm. always say that. They always do. Uh, our friends at Betway are updating the Stanley Cup odds as we move through free agency day. The Oilers are number one. Plus 800. Betway has the Oilers as the favorites to win the Stanley Cup with Colorado, Toronto, Boston, and Vegas sitting behind them. Liam, let's wrap up the show here with... uh, Let's wrap up the show with this question. Okay. A team who hasn't done something who you think needs to make a big splash. That needs to make a big splash. Okay, let me go through this one quickly. I don't think there's really anyone in our division. Colorado have done theirs. Dallas have done theirs. Minnesota needs to probably move out some money. Nashville has splashed too much. St. Louis. <laughs> you read that? Or Elliot you? Friedman says the Avs are giving Miles Wood a six-year deal. <laughs> what are they paying him? A million? <laughs> Six-year deal. Well, Colorado went on my list. Oh, boy, oh boy. I, honestly, I'll I'll say Pittsburgh. I like that. I'm yeah. going to say Toronto. Yeah, that's, that's fine. I don't, the, the West seems fairly locked in. 
Yeah. Can we, what is else is he saying about this? Six years I don't know. He hasn't, he doesn't have the money yet. That's insanity. Um, depending on the cost, I guess. Sure. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs have with their LTIR candidates, one of them being Matt Murray, uh, $10.2 million in cap space, 10 forward signs, six D men signed. They need to sign Sam Sonov. Um, Oh, sorry. Is that including him? No, sorry. If Murray goes on LTIR, they actually have a ton of space. Maybe they're a Tarasenko spot. That'd be interesting. Is Teres- sorry, is Tarasenko the number one player left on Frank's board? Orlov Bertuzzi. Tyler Bertuzzi. Oh, Toronto. Toronto, Toronto Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi would make sense, hey? Toronto uh, Bertuzzi Pittsburgh. I like that one too. Yeah. Bertuzzi Pittsburgh would make sense. Uh, Comfer Boston. Does Bertuzzi want to play in Canada? I heard he's open to it. Okay. Bertuzzi, Comfer, I'm going to say Boston. Graves, I agree with you. Arizona. Killorn, I'm going to say Buffalo. I think he might wait. Killorn? I think he... Buffalo needs look, scoring. Yeah, for sure. I just wonder if like he wants to leave Tampa. And I understand the money and everything is going to be so difficult. But I wonder if they kind of have a handshake agreement like luck. Because they haven't really done anything besides Josh. Small moves. Small moves. They're like, hey, we're going to get this figured out and we'll get you back here. Just wait. Wait for us. Um, so Tampa's cap situation... With their LTIR moves, they could create about $3.75 million in cap space, but they got to sign Tanner Janot. And they need a backup goalie. That's tough. That is tough, tough sledding, dude. You're asking Killorn to probably take a 2 Oh, they signed Connor Sheary for 2 mil. They're out on Killorn. They're out then. Bam. I could get less. I'll give a few more, yeah. <laughs> Ryan O'Reilly signed. Shane signed. Tarasenko hasn't. Uh, I'll say Seattle. I like Seattle's pick there. Pittsburgh will be mine. Bunting's in Carolina. OEL signed. Patch ready in Washington. Jari, I'll say back in Pittsburgh. I don't know where he goes. I don't think he goes back to Pittsburgh, though. Okay. Could he be a Toronto guy? Uh, he's probably too expensive. Samsonov's just going to be way cheaper. He's probably the play. Yeah. Connor Brown, your boy. Max Domi, back to Chicago. Oh, he signed back? No, he hasn't. That's my prediction. Oh, okay. Yeah, I will. I'll go with that one, yeah. too. Although, also... Uh, there you go. Have signed him. Nick Bukestad has signed back with a team he's played with before. Ooh, Florida. Now back with Arizona. It's going to be a two-year, $2.1 million AAV for Nick Bukestad. So there you go. Um, Farewell, Nick. What was your favorite Nick Bukestad memory? Mine was um, when in his first game, he was so tired on the penalty kill, he went to clear it and the puck barely hit the bench. Ah. Just like, kind of chipped it. Made me yeah. laugh. Uh, he's got a big goal, right? He's got a few. Yeah. Oh, he's 10 for 10 face-off game. That was Electric. <laughs> I think yeah. about it almost every night. <laughs> so I just watch the highlight reel before I go to bed. <laughs> Nick Buke said just the 10 draws. <laughs> yeah. Like nothing else from the game. None of his goals, anything. Just like, boom. Like, look at that. Sleep? Backhand, forehand, <laughs> right could, side, left side. Who cares? He could do it any way he wanted to. Jugsy will win him wherever you want. Okay, we should eat our oodle noodle. Yes. Oodle noodle. We have a new episode of Oilers Nation Radio dropping this afternoon. Look for that wherever you get your podcast from as well. Um, and the Jays are on. So I kind of want to watch that. Shout out to Betway. Shout out to AMA Travel. Short forward, the giant. Gregor for bringing along Papa John's and the brick. Sports Closet. As always, the Sports Closet Studio. It was yes. rocking. Uh, the show is not done for the year yet. Uh, basically, we're going to take Sunday, Monday off. We'll come back and we'll do our season one finale on Tuesday. Sick. We're going to have a couple beers. We're going to have a good time. We'll have some nonsense and then we're going to have like kind of one episode a week throughout the summer. But the everyday portion of the show is going to wrap up on Tuesday. So shout out to everyone who tuned in today. Uh, we'll talk more about the way the year went 
on Tuesday. Thanks for hopping into the Oodle Noodle free agent show mm-hmm. here. Uh, Star Mechanical, got to give them some love to yes. Star Mechanical. Dotsie, our boy Aaron Bordado, who dipped out early to eat his Oodle Noodle and never came back to his spot <laughs> in the studio. I'm kidding. He's producing a Leaf show. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Happy Canada Day, everybody. Uh, see you at the River Hawks game if you happen to go there. Thanks for tuning in.